afternoon, evening. Welcome to the Royal Deluxe Podcast, your daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. Here's your post-game recap for April 14th, 2022. The Kansas City Royals were defeated by the Detroit Tigers by a score of 2-4. The Royals fall to a 2-4 record, while the Tigers improve to 3-4 on the season. The winning pitcher is Joe Jimenez, who has a 1-0 record and a 0 ERA so far. Holds credited to Alex Lang, Michael Fulmer, and Gregory Soto with his second save of the year. The losing pitcher of the game is Jake Brents, who now has an 0-2 record and a 15.43 ERA on the season. So I guess... Right away, you can figure out who's to blame for this game. It's Jake Brents, right? No, it's not Jake Brents. Now, Jake Brents giving up the lead. Rather, the tie. It was a 2-2 tie. That sucks. And Jake Brents has not had a good start to the season, which is very unfortunate to see because I really liked him last year. But at the end of the day, the score was 4-2. to this this is not a game you can blame the pitching on. Like, sure, you it, it's it, again. It sucks that Brents gave up the tie. It sucks that he gave up those two runs. But you can't get mad at pitching for giving up four runs in a game. That's what it comes down to. This is on the offense, and this is at, at this point, it's a little bit fair to be you know, kind of upset with the offense, with this lineup. Even though, you know, I still want to give them a small pass because I don't think that the Tigers have horrible pitching. I actually really like Casey Mize, and I think that he can be a very, very good pitcher. But we did get a couple runs off of him. With a, a He pitched five innings today, you know, so he had, and he even threw 88 pitches, so he basically had a, a complete start today. Uh, so getting a couple of runs, off of him, getting a few hits off of him. They they didn't strike out too much. You know, they did some reasonable damage to Mize, but they could not get through the bullpen whatsoever. So that sucks. And part of that, maybe even a lot of that, can probably come down to a different issue, which is a very strange thing that was, I guess, kind of consistent throughout the entire night, which is just purely managerial the management like moment to moment management for this game was very strange bottom of the second we've got two guys on base carlos santana leads off with a walk good job to him hunter dozier gets a single good job to him hunter dozier is having a really good start to the season actually who would have thought who would have thought that hunter dozier could improve this season certainly not i (gasps) Amazing. And then, next batter up, Adalberto Mondesi decides to lay down a bunt. Okay, look, two guys on base, no one out. This is a, it's it's not a terrible idea to kind of, you know, expend an out, making a bunt play just to get, run, just so you can have, you know, runners on second and third with one out. You know, I don't, like, dislike this move. The problem is, The runners are Carlos Santana and Hunter Dozier. 
the two slowest runners on the team. Well, arguably, maybe not Dozier, but he doesn't run fast. Like, like, why are you bunting when Santana is on second base? When he's the lead runner? That, I don't understand. You're literally just better off r- just letting Monacy just risk getting a single or striking out or whatever i don't know dude whatever it is we want mondesi to do or expect even if he fails even if he strikes out you know at least you can just say you 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 tried you you did something just getting getting a bunt with these two guys on base is just that just makes no sense I, i i don't again i don't mind bunting with no outs and two guys on base but not two slow guys on base that ridiculous and also um i'm wondering if mr Matheny might be listening to this podcast and if he is let me just say mr Matheny, i have with, with all due respect i you know i appreciate what you do i i actually don't think you're a bad manager i actually kind of like you i actually think you're an all right guy um and an all right manager however um i feel like this i got a kind of a monkey's paw like i was being screwed with because edward Olivares got a long-awaited, highly-anticipated pinch-hit appearance in the ninth inning in place of Nicky Lopez. Why Nicky Lopez? Why not Michael A. Taylor? Even th- Well, even then, I, don't, I actually wouldn't agree with pinch-hitting Michael A. Taylor because Michael A. Taylor is actually hitting well. And indeed, he got a hit today, and he walked in the ninth inning. So, great. Michael A. Taylor has an on-base of 400 right now. Awesome. Good job, Michael A. Taylor. Why are you pinch hitting Nicky Lopez? That makes even less sense. That's like the most nonsensical thing that happened tonight. Nicky Lopez, the guy who was like the most consistent hitter on this team. I understand he went 0 for 3 tonight. All right. He 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 left a few guys on base. Not a great night for Nicky Lopez. I don't feel like you need to pinch hit him, though, in the ninth inning. You might as well take your chance with him. I un- And from what I understand, this organization doesn't particularly trust Edward Olivares that much. They don't believe that he's going to be a consistent player. Okay, I understand that. I'm not even necessarily arguing with that. But why are you using him instead of your actually most consistent player? Uh, was was Nikki just not feeling good? I'm lost on this. I, just, uh, I you know, I'm not a major league manager. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I understand ma- managing a major league team. It's a lot more than just making lineup decisions, making bullpen decisions, things like that. I'm just a guy on the internet with a microphone, but I really don't understand why the things that happened tonight happened. I really don't. It's very, very strange to me that uh, we we bunted with Santana as the lead runner and had Olivares pinch hit for Nicky Lopez. Just very, very strange. I guess I'll continue harping on the hitting because um, this is just, I don't even really understand what the problem is with this team, but it's like they get runners on base, they even get runners into scoring position, and then they just do 
nothing. They don't do anything. Nothing ever happens when we get guys in scoring positions. Like, maybe we'll hit a sack fly. The most boring play in all of baseball. The Like, one of the least satisfying ways to actually score. Unless it's 2015 game one or something. Um... I don't I don't even really know like what like how exactly do you even describe this issue and how does one fix this issue like how do you hit but then not also hit with runners in scoring position okay and I, I mean I, I it would make sense that pitchers pitch differently when they've got runners on base right so I guess the team just might not be adjusting to that I mean, what do I know? Just a theory. Just just spitballing something. I haven't even looked into this. I just think it's very, very strange, but the fact remains that it is an issue with this team. And it's not an issue that you can just say, well, it's only game six. It's not a big deal. Because in general, I will look at this game and say it's only game six. I'm seeing people like, like in... You know, I'm a, I'm a moderator of the Royals subreddit, and in the game threads, people are unironically saying the season's over when it's six games. In. I don't know. First of all, I don't know what season you wanted in the first place. Like, what's what season is over? What is it? Or, or like, like if you expected the playoffs, I think that you that's your fault because you set you you set yourself up for disappointment. I was not. You know, you can like look at me and say, oh, you, Mister. Mr. Deluxe Podcast, you're just huffing hopium, thinking this team's not as bad as it seems. Yeah, I'm not saying it's going to the playoffs. I said 84 wins at best. <laughs> That's what I did. And sure, maybe they won't reach 84 wins, but I don't know. Again, what what season did you want? What season is over? Where are we? What what were, what was the what was the expectation? You know what? That's what I think. What was your expectation this season? And are they? How have they already fallen so far short of it? That's kind of what I want to know. But in any case, um, what was I even talking about? I don't remember. Oh, consistent issue with this team is runners and scoring and runners in scoring position, and this has been a problem. For the past couple of years, or maybe even the past several years, at the very least since 2020. And maybe, and I feel like I have rose-tinted glasses about 2020, because we had Michael Franco in 2020. And I'm not saying Michael Franco was, like, great, because he since leaving the Royals, he hasn't been good. He did not have a good 2021 with the Orioles. Um, but when he was on the team in 2020, it, it did seem like he was the guy to count on with runners in scoring position. He actually was a pretty clutch player in 2020. And right now, it just doesn't seem like we have that. You know, um, last year, Salvi did come in clutch a lot. So far, Salvi's been kind of quiet this season. He did have the two homer game a couple days ago in St. Louis, which is cool. Tonight, he didn't do anything, though. Um, but it's just been a consistent issue with this team, just not hitting with runners in scoring position. And that is really contributing to a lack of runs. I think that's the overall problem with this team. I mean, it's like, I I look at the lineup and I don't even want to think that the lineup is necessarily bad. It's like, it's like you look at them individually or maybe even some of them together, like 
Nicky Lopez with what Merrifield or even throwing Monacy with that. Like that can be a really, really deadly trio of hitters. And Andrew Benintendi is hitting well. You know, you got Santana who can just hit like a monster dude. It's like, yeah, we can have a solid lineup, but then it just doesn't come together. It just does not click. And just what is the issue with that? How do you diagnose the issue and how do you treat it? How do you cure it? How do you fix this problem? I don't know and I don't understand. It's very, very strange. So at the end of the day, I'd like to say that some guys had some productive days just for getting hits, but it's like... What is what does that mean? Just getting hits, you know. Um, I'll shout out Whit Merrifield for getting an RBI with his one hit. I'll shout out Michael A. Taylor for getting an RBI with his one hit, and he got a walk in the ninth inning when he led off. So that's cool. Uh, or did he lead off? I don't remember. Maybe he didn't. No, maybe there was one out or something. Uh, whatever. Doesn't matter. Michael A. Taylor ninth inning got a walk. Cool. Michael A. Taylor is starting off hot. Um, I'll also shout out Witt Jr., Bobby Witt Jr. He had a big hit today. Not a home run, but a triple. Oh, baby. Yeah, so maybe, maybe don't count Bobby Witt Jr. out just yet. Maybe he's turning around a little bit. He did strike out twice. But, I mean, Witt Jr., the expectation with this guy is he's going to strike out quite a bit. I mean, not like a ton. He's not going to be like Aaron Judge, Joey Gallo, or, or any of those guys, the big super strikeout guys. But he'll strike out a few times. He He's a big swing guy. Um, But no, I, he got a big triple today. So that's real cool. I think it just didn't turn into anything, though. So that's... uh. Yeah, it sucks. It's unfortunate. But, um, yeah. And then uh, Hunter Dozier got three hits today. Hunter Dozier, uh, he didn't score anybody, but he he was scored later on by Michael A. Taylor. So, uh, good job to Dozier. Good good job to Dozier. Hunter Dozier is off to a hot start. He is hitting 316 so far. Pretty cool. Uh, Carlos Santana got a walk. However, at this point with him, I'm not particularly satisfied with just a walk because he is not hitting anything. He is 1 for 19 on the season so far. At this point, my thing, the thing that I want to see tomorrow is we need to change this lineup. I think that this is the first thing that needs to happen with this team. That you know, we we have not won. We've we, we've lost four games in a row, and even those first two games that we won, they were squeakers. Okay, we were they were very late game wins, very low scoring wins. We need to change this lineup right now because clearly it's not working. I'm not pressing the panic button, but it you know. Clearly, this is not working. We should change some things. I think that Carlos Santana needs a couple of days off. I That would probably be my first thing because clearly he's not hitting. He is not hitting at all right now. Take him out. Put Dozier on first base. I think that Dozier has actually earned a, a solid roster spot right now and not even just DHing. I think that he can be a competent 
first baseman. Probably more so than Santana, to be completely honest with you. I don't dislike him at DH while Santana's at first. I mean, actually, I, I think I would prefer them switching around, but whatever. Bench Santana for a day or two, put Dozier on first base, and then get Kyle Isbell out on here. Get Kyle Isbell out here. I think that he should be starting at least a little bit, okay? Again, you can say that Kyle Isbell is not the future. He's not like a regular player. All right, fine. He should still get a start every now and then. We're a week into the season, and we haven't seen him more than a couple times off the bench. Give him a day where he can actually play, or Edward Olivares, whatever. I will take either of them. Give me either of these two guys instead of Santana every single day. Now, that puts them in the right field spot. What do we do with Whit Merrifield? Um, we can, I mean, we can do a lot of things with Mer- Whit Merrifield. Frankly, we can just DH Whit Merrifield. I don't think that's a, a big deal, a big problem, whatever. Put him at second base and maybe put him at second base. And then have Nicky start at shortstop and then have Mondesi take the day off. Even though Mondesi has been really, really good so far. I know his, his, his hitting hasn't been the best. He didn't get a walk today, which is pretty rare for him, so that's fine. Um, but Mondesi at shortstop has actually really, really helped us. And I think it helped us again today. I think he's made some solid plays at shortstop. He did turn a double play. Mondesi is just doing it. He's out there. So... Yeah, I don't want to, like, I don't actually t- really want to take Modesty off of the field. Um, I don't know. Has someone DH? It's not, it's, I mean, the, the infield situation is really not that big of a deal. Maybe have Nicky Lopez play at third and Witt Jr. D- uh, DHs, even though Witt Jr. also had a, a good play today. Everyone, everyone, just, everyone in this infield is making good plays. That's what happens when you get Zach Greinke on the mound, who's just going to give ground balls uh, to, to everybody and just, just let the, this insane, impenetrable gold glove infield uh, just do the job. Yeah, I don't know. But this lineup, I think you can very easily modify it just by taking out Santana and putting in Kyle Isbell and uh, just doing whatever. Maybe move a couple guys around. Um, I've said in the past that I'm fine with moving Witt Jr. down to fifth and then Nicky Lopez up to second and then Mondesi at ninth. I think that can work and then, you know, just make further adjustments for whatever, you know, doesn't fit. So... Uh, yeah, I think that the lineup needs to change, though. I really think that we should be sending out a different lineup, a different, maybe a slightly different order, and a couple of different guys, just because whatever we're doing right now, it's not scoring runs, and it hasn't been scoring runs all season so far. I get that it's a short season, and I'm not saying this to panic. I'm saying this because we've lost four games in a row, and losing four games in a row sucks no matter what time of the season it is. I didn't mention Zach Greinke. Like I, I just like kind of briefly mentioned him in, in passing um, with, the, uh, with all the infield plays, and Zach Greinke had a fine start. It wasn't an amazing start. 5.1 innings pitched, two runs, two earned runs, of course, one walk, zero strikeouts. Zach Greinke has one strikeout in about 11 innings. <laughs> That's fine because he has a 2.45 ERA. He doesn't need to get strikeouts. He can just put, he, like I said, he can put the ball in play and then we've got like seven gold glovers. So just do whatever. <laughs> just do that. And his big problem, he had one big problematic inning in the second inning where he just 
didn't have his best stuff. And it was it was actually weird. It's like he it's almost like he just looked uncomfortable or something cuz he uh, had he had the he had Cal Eldred come out onto the mound. Although knowing Zach Ranky, who actually knows what a mound visit is for with him? He could have just been like talking about some anime he watched. I have no freaking idea. However, it was a bit of an issue. Um he was giving up some kind of hard contact. Uh, even if some of them were outs, but he gave up a few singles, walked a guy, hit someone, hit, hit Spencer Torkelson, uh, which was his first run, and then got a sacrifice fly, which was his second run. So he 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 got himself into big trouble, but then he got himself out of it and just kind of cruised for the rest of the game. I mean, like like perfect third inning, perfect fourth inning. Then he got a single in the fifth inning, but it turned into a double play. So basically a perfect fifth inning. Then he gave up a single in the sixth inning, then gave up a wild pitch. And then he got the first out and then they decided to take him out because he was about at 90 pitches. So that's fine. Go to the bullpen. Uh, this team actually has a good bullpen, despite you know the the, the fact that it blew the tie. But that's fine, as it's on offense to score more runs. So Colin Snyder came in, got the job done, fine, fantastic. Then Jake Brents came out for the seventh inning, and at first Jake Brents was looking fantastic. He strikes out Akil Badu, fantastic. Um, walks Spencer Torkelson, okay, fine. Uh, strikes out Harold, Harold Castro right after that, so fantastic. This is looking like a really great, like a kind of dominant outing from Jake Brents. And then here's where we talk about those managerial problems. And like I have like I said back on Sunday, I don't know what a pitching coach necessarily does, but this isn't necessarily an unfamiliar thing with the Royals. Cal Eldred comes to the mound, and then immediately Jake Brents gets hits around. Eric Haas comes up, singles, after two pitches. Victor Reyes comes up, singles, after three pitches. Austin Meadows comes up, singles, on the second pitch. And just like, just just right over the middle of the plate. It's like, what did Cal Eldred say to him? Uh, look, it, it, I don't know what a pitching coach does, again. I don't necessarily know how this happens. I'm just saying it's very strange that things were going well for Jake Brents, and then right after the pitching coach talks to him, he gets he gives up three hits in a row. It's like, how does that even happen? Well, like, like again, correlation does not prove mean causation, right? That's the that's how it goes. It's just very very strange. To see that. And it, that's why we all have such suspicions of Cal Eldred not doing his job well. Because we see things like that. I just, it doesn't make sense when that happens. It's very, very strange. It's very, very suspicious. But aside from that, Dylan Coleman came in. He got a strikeout to end the inning. Phenomenal stuff from Dylan Coleman. Once again, this guy is super good. And then Taylor Clark came in. Got the last two innings, so we didn't have to use another reliever. I like that, and he was good. Just, again, this this bullpen is good. I don't really have any complaints about it. It's just that Jake Brents just hasn't had the best stuff so far. It is what it is. 
At worst, we have this one bad reliever. Everyone else so far in this bullpen pretty much has just been fantastic. Really can't complain. So don't be mad at the bullpen. Don't be mad at the pitching. Zach Greinke had one bad inning, and that was it. So it's on offense. We need to do something about this lineup. Something has to change with this lineup. It's not okay to be just completely inept at scoring like this so consistently after two plus years needs to change. All right. I think that's all I have to say about this game, though. Tomorrow, we are once again playing the Tigers. We are in the middle of a four-game series with them. Tomorrow, the pitching matchup will be Tarek Skubal. Tarek Tarek Skubal? I'm sorry, that is a very unusual name, so please forgive me for not getting it right the first time around. Tarek Skubal is one of the Tigers' big pitching prospects actually came out of that 2018 draft class but he was a ninth round pick so he was like a he was like a big surprise prospect who just improved super quickly and super dramatically as he entered the pros so good for him had a a kind of mediocre but acceptably mediocre season last year with a 97 era plus so that's about league average a little a below league average but in any case uh, his first start of the year did not go so well he pitched four innings gave up uh, four runs so he has a 90 RA. we'll see how he does uh you know obviously this is someone that the tigers re- really have um high hopes for but Tomorrow, we are sending out Brad Keller, who can hopefully build on his pretty much flawless start from the first game of his season, where he pitched six scoreless innings. And it would really be nice to, you know, I feel like Brad Keller, he's not been given the credit he deserves. Because when I see people talking about this team, everyone's just kind of like saying, oh man, starting pitching bad, except Zach Renke. And I'm like, dude, we got Brad Keller. Show some respect to Brad Keller. This is Brad Keller erasure. I will not stand for it. I do not appreciate that. Brad Keller is great, and he's going to show you tomorrow. Hopefully, I I hope that happens. Or if not, then I will look very, very silly. So see you then tomorrow on the Royal Deluxe Podcast. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you very much for making this a part of your day. I would love to hear from you at Royal Deluxe Pod on Twitter, or email me at Podcast at gmail.com, and shout out to RKC Royals. Some of you on RKC Royals. Some of you are um getting a little, getting a little annoying, but that's fine. I wouldn't have it any other way because everyone is different. That's right. Just in in the eyes of uh, in the eyes of God, as this organization intended, isn't that right? It's all connected. I could go on about this, and it would get very very strange. But I think I will leave it at that. So once again, thank you very much for making this a part of your day, and I hope you're having a good one. I'm Lux. Go Royals.